as always hey welcome back into the show man today is going to be an impactful show because i really want to break down some things that i want you to take into consideration as you head into the next week if you are someone that's out there looking to purchase a home or even considering what is going on with the rental market this is the place for you to want to be at right now because I really want to talk to you and deliver a message where you need to understand what is ahead of you and what really lies. I received some emails, some questions, some DMs, and I appreciate you all for letting me know how you feel about things and questions that you may have. And I really want to address some of those concerns that I read throughout my emails and distributions. So if you haven't yet, already thought about things that you should consider hey if you got questions that comes up definitely feel free to email me at the craig houston podcast at gmail.com and man just hit me with your questions on what you have thoughts about the show questions and concerns that we should address and things that you know is important to you as well so let's talk about one of the questions that i got i got three of them today and we're going to break them down as we discuss them throughout the show. And the first one is, does the recent CPI data prove we are out of the woods? And I'm going to actually go out and on a limb and say, no, we're not out of the woods yet. I believe that we have a lot more pain to actually endure before we get to another point of where we feel like inflation is under control. I mean, I'm going to pull up the chart here in a second if you're watching this on the video. But if you're listening to this on stream, I'm going to break it down for you as well as that we are essentially still waiting for the mellowing point where things stabilize enough where we can actually get about our business and get some of these prices under control. Right now, you have to understand when we're looking at rentals and home prices, we're not yet where we think that we need to be. And under the, the, the guise of what we've heard Fed Chairman Jerome Powell say consistently in his message is that it's going to take some time for us to actually see where we're actually starting to see the controls that's being put in place are actually really working. Now, getting this really good CPI data this last report out, while we only seen four-tenths of an increase on inflation when we thought it may be a little bit more towards the six-tenths or seven-tenths in certain uh, areas where we can actually say it was a great reaction from the market. Well, what made it a great reaction? Well, one, the bond market show interest rates coming down, right? And so that kind of stabilized the market a little bit here. We've been trading around that 7 to 7.25% range on a 30-year fix after the last increase of the federal fund rate that was uh, three quarters of a point. We now we're stabilized around 4% on the federal fund rate. And then we get this information coming in on inflation actually not actually going up as high and as rampant as we thought it was, it actually helped the bond market actually lock in rates in some cases at 6.6, 6.7% interest rates. And people locked those in over this nice long extended weekend. Now, why do I say I don't think that we're out of the woods yet? Because you have to understand, we wanted to get employment under control during the pandemic we had massive layoffs we had businesses shut down things not operating the way that they really needed to operate and that led us to where we had a massive growth 
and unemployment. Now we are starting to see unemployment trickle down quite a well to where we don't not see those same issues anymore. And now that means there's been an increase in wages as well. So people still have way more savings. People are spending way less and people still have a consistent income coming in. And I think that's going to change over time, which is very unfortunate because with inflation being at the level that it is, businesses just now are going to be able to operate under the same guys that they operated under during the pandemic. Now, you're starting to see that play out in certain areas in the tech sector with Facebook and Disney and things of that nature. Right. But now you got to look at Redfin, another real estate company has just made massive layoffs as well. In fact, Redfin had CEO said they're now cutting their Redfin flipping business, Redfin now, because they have brought in million dollars worth of homes where some people would not even come take them off their hands. And that is a problem that they're going to experience and things that they're going to have to work through and manage. These are all things I want you to consider as you're thinking about what's going on with the CPI data. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at the charts. Let's see really what some of the things that came out of the CPI data that I want you to pay attention to as well. So as you're looking here, as we get the as I'm going through the release of the report that came out on November 10th, you'll see the index for shelter contributed over half of the monthly all items increase. So over half. Why do I bring that up as a thing to pay attention to? Well, if you think about it quite logically, right, rents are locked in. We've seen a massive uptick in rents, and with rents being up so high as of recently, it being very competitive with the housing market when it comes down to what you're paying in principle, you got to understand that those rent rentals are locked in for over a year's worth of time. So we're still waiting to see decrease in rental prices. So I don't think that you're really going to see that right away until maybe February, March of next year. So we're still going to be locked into these highly competitive rental loan, rental packages that's actually together right now in competition with mortgages. And that's going to make people have to decide which one makes the most sense for them. I mean, when you see the purchasing power decrease that you had when we started out in February earlier of this year to now what we've seen at 2.9%, now get all the way up to 7.25%, that is a market where it is unattainable for a lot of people. And the thought process of going from being able to afford a $650,000 home to now maybe possibly only affording a $450,000 home and the quality of that home depends on what area and market that you live in can be quite drastic and impactful. So I really want you to think about that as you go forward. A wild CPI data just not may not be giving everything that it needs to right now. Because remember, CPI data is a lagging indicator. So I know the question is, well, Craig, is a lagging indicator. Got it. I understand that. But what do you think is going to happen with the real estate market in the next 30 to 90 days? Well, let's look at it from a, a, a bigger perspective than that. If you really want to talk about it in that, in, in that sense, I'm not here to fear monger you because I still believe that this is a right time to actually be purchasing homes 
in this type of market environment. And the reason why I believe that, and it's not because I'm in real estate now or anything of that sort, it's just that you got to think about what are you actually getting when it comes down to our interest rates, okay? And that's what I really want to share with you is that interest rates typically have been at a very promising level around that 4%, even playing field stabilized for the most part since the uh, early 2000s. Uh, strictly, strictly after we came out of the 2008 uh, real estate bubble. Uh, but I really want you to, to focus in on what the interest rate looks like now in this environment and what the interest rates look like in the previous environments. OK, so let's take a look here. Right. At Fred St. Louis uh, Fed uh, 30 year fixed rate mortgages. OK, so. And I really want to detail here all the grades are either a recession or a depression, okay? And that we dealt with in some form or factor. These are where the interest rates were during major times in our lives that we dealt with some type of economic um, setback, okay? So when you look here in the 19, I'm gonna zoom in a bit here. Let's just zoom in on this a bit so that way you get a, a clear picture of what I'm looking at. All right, so now let's just bring this down here and you'll see here in 1981, 16.9% folks. Okay. 16.9%. Now I know home prices at those earlier stages in the eighties were not what we're seeing now. So that is something significantly to think about as well too, as you're looking at this picture, but then we saw a, a consistent decrease where we stay in the double digits for quite a while, all the way to about 1987. And then we had that uptick again and we floated around 10%, 11%. And this is when we went into our next economic uh, setback, where we got around in the 90s to 9.8%. Now, going after that, right, I know a lot of you who are watching this video was not even homeowners or even probably even created on this earth at that point in time. But that's not the point. What I want you to see is that we consistently stayed after the 90s in the 7 to 8% range. Then we slowly crept to the 6% range into the Y2K bubble. Right. And then we saw 6.89% again, consistently around that 5% level in the early 2004s. And then when we catch up to the, the 2008 recession, you'll see we was around 6%. And we steadily stayed around 4%, sometimes 3%, all the way up into the pandemic. You know, when the pandemic took place, that's when we started to see another number increase here right well we got down to that 2.9 percent and now we're starting to rally back up to the 7.08 percent currently right now according to the st louis fed so i break that down for you in this sense that double digits has been something that we have seen consistently and we've seen interest rates always usually stabilize around that five to four percent range right now based on what we've seen in the last 20 years we are about 2% ahead of where we are typically aligned ourselves to be stabilized at when it comes to interest rates. So I say this once again to clear this question up. Do I believe that we're out of the woods yet? No, I do not. But I do not also see a path where we're going back to double digit interest rates. And there may be a cause where that may be temporarily something that happens depends on if the Fed overshoots on inflation or not. That's something that you can't figure out right now, but I can look at it from a perspective as if I'm in the market for a home, which I recently was, would I rather pay the 5%, 6%, 
or 7% now. And just in case we do get the 10%, have already been locked myself in before 10% came across the market. Because think about it, even in the rental market, if you are looking at interest rates at 10%, think about the value of the, the next time you sign another year-long contract with a rental property of how much income you're going to have to give up to actually live in that property. That's the way I look at it when it comes down to that. So let's talk about my the second thing was what happens with interest rates. This is a more um, a more in-depth analysis of what I believe we want to talk about in the market. Um, but this question, I really want to take a second to really think about this and give you some thoughts on this. The federal fund rate is currently at 4%, folks, okay? 4%. Before the Fed started hiking up interest rates on the federal fund rate, it was at 0%. 0%. Basically, it was negative for a while as well, too. But flatline, 0%. We saw interest rates at 2.8%, okay? Now, taking that into consideration, we're at 4% now. The Fed fund rate is about 7%, okay? So about a 3% difference between what the Fed fund rate is and what we're actually seeing in interest rates across the market. If the Fed continues to hike, which we believe they are going to continue to do, right now in December, we're looking at maybe either potentially a half a percent chance of an increase or of three quarters of a percent increase as well. Now, the markets have now taken into consideration what happened with the CPI data report last week that is more than likely 80% chance or higher that the Fed is only going to do a half a percent increase. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell says that he does not have enough information to even decide that that's even something to consider, that they still need to stay aggressive. So I am not in the camp of saying that three quarters of a percentage point is still off the table. I believe that we can still get that three quarters of a percent points coming in because the more aggressive the Fed stays early, they believe that they can stabilize it later. So to me, I wouldn't get tied up in either way. But let's just say 4.5 to 4.75 is the probably the next Fed fund rate more than logically. Okay. If there's 4.5, you got to imagine that we're somewhere between three, seven and a half to 8% interest rates. If it's 4.75, we're somewhere between 7.75 to 8.25 interest rates going in after the next Fed meeting, after the next CPI data. And that CPI data that's going to come out the day before we get the announcement from the Fed meeting is going to be so critical to where the interest rates go because we're still going to see them uptick here in the next month, I believe. I believe CPI has to still go up. And the reason why, let's talk about it why I believe this. So let's look at this report here uh, from the recent uh, CPI data. So in last time we got a, a, a December reading, inflation increased six tenths of a percentage point. Now, the only way that this actually helps the markets in the interest rate perspective, we have to come in five tenths or less on the next December reading, okay? which that is an indicator from November. To me, I think that you're going to see a lot more spending this month because energy is going up. 
food increases going up and now we have a holiday as well in play i believe that this is going to stay high at this point in time and i think we're going to come in either at six tenths of a percentage point or maybe even seven tenths of a percentage point and that is going to make a significant difference in what the fed considers they got to do next so I believe that you want to stay weary of where these interest rates are going, especially if you are in the market for a home or even if you're trying to sell your home. I know what it seems like. Selling your home at this point in time means what? I sell my home. I lose my interest rates that I had locked in for so long. And now I got to go out here and contest with a 7% interest rate, a high 6% interest rate, or even greater. Well, the longer that you wait to make a move, because life happens, you're going to see possibly higher interest rates as well. Right now, buyers are not in the market. Mortgage applications are at a decline. And that is promising for actually buyers who are actually not competing against multiple offers of 15 to 20 homes, uh, 20 applications on the same home. So to me, this is the opportunity that you have to do something with the money of value that you have. But you got to remember the lower the interest rates go up, the less purchasing power you actually have. Then you have to get creative with your loan officer and your real estate agent to come up with tactics to put in offers to actually make it available for you to actually get the home purchased. And if you're a seller, you have to be creative in actually working with a buyer to actually get the home sold. So I think you just got to understand and weigh your options evenly. And this is why it's so important and critical just to even have a conversation with a real estate agent. And I mean, if you want to have a conversation with me, definitely feel free to email me at Craig at the Craig Houston podcast at gmail.com. And I will get the right information over to you and even help you get the right information. If it's not me, the person to contact as well. So let's talk about third question that came up as well that I really wanted to address in this podcast and really get this information out to you. Okay. The next one was, is it still a great time to purchase or should you, I wait in your opinion? Okay. Great question. Is it still a great time to purchase? It depends on the situation. I think every situation is, is different. I think every situation takes some that you need to look at with a grain of salt to understand what is your perspective um, and what is your tolerance, right? Are you actually able to deal with high interest rate payments um, for the next two years? I think that is something that you may have to consider. There will be a real a refinance boom. We will get through this inflationary period. And when we do, interest rates will decrease to levels where maybe possibly it could be opportunistic for you to actually refinance your home and actually get all this equity back. But then also see where you are actually now locked in at a very lower interest rate in the home that you feel comfortable being in for the next 10 to 15 years or so. So I think you just have to understand what is your situation. I think understanding how your situation is going to play out and what is the best move for you and your family is going to be some of the things that you have to consider. Okay. Now, why would it be opportunistic to wait? I really can't give too many positives about waiting, but I also can see where renting at certain points, if you're waiting to build up more cash and savings, is always a good idea 
but realize that rents are not going down anytime soon. So that's going to impact how much you can save as well because you're not paying towards principal that's going to come back to you in equity. You're giving somebody else uh, payments on their own principal for their own equity. So I think you had to be realistic about what the approach is for you. Uh, and this is why I say it's, it's important to reach out to people who can help you you know, come up with the right decision for yourself, give you all the tools and information that you need to make the best decision that you could feel fair is in your best regard is to actually reach out to a realtor, reach out to a loan officer, reach out to the people who are here to help you figure out what's your opportunity in this market. And that's what you're going to need to be actually do these type of things at. So for me, to answer this question, is it still a great time to purchase or is it better to wait? It's going to be based on a case by case scenario. And I really hope that you all figure out what is best for you and stay plugged in with what's going on with inflation and what's going on with interest rates, because this is things that's going to continue happening. OK, so once again, if you got questions, you got concerns, please feel free to comment on this video, comment on the podcast, or simply you can email me at the Craig Houston podcast at gmail.com and I will respond to your questions just like I responded to these as well. And I'm very appreciative for those who are reaching out to me to try to understand what is going on in the market and even just congratulating me on actually entering into the real estate alone by itself. And I got a lot more featured content coming towards you coming to you is going to be jam-packed each and every week as i get more busier and busier in real estate i want to continue to give you information that i learn and digest just as much so definitely keep up with me definitely stay subscribed to the channel if you haven't if you have found value in this content please like this video and let everybody else know that i am bringing heat for you each and every week Stay locked in because Tuesday, the Bull versus Bear podcast with my homie is going to be releasing. And I really want y'all to get information on that, too. We're going to be deep diving on a lot of information and it's going to be beneficial to you. So if you go, if you're interested in being on the show, definitely reach out to the Craig Houston podcast as well, too, at gmail.com. And we will link up with you as well there, too. So I appreciate you. Y'all stay safe. Peace.